Real Presence Live. It's this really powerful sense of, okay, you're seen, you're known, you're missed if you're not here. Local. It's that good crop of corn or beans or wheat or whatever it is that you do that, you know, you grow it, you grow it to the Lord, and if it doesn't come about, you just have to be patient and say, well, there's always next year. Engaging. Evangelization is the fruit of the love of God being poured into the hearts of Jesus' friends. Live. This is our charism, to be witnesses of Jesus' real presence in the Eucharist. Holy Spirit, carry us forth. On a Thursday morning, it's Real Presence Live. I'm Matt Wilkham, along with Father Randall Kazel. We're here live at the Church of St. Michael in Pine Island, Minnesota, where, Father Kazel, you are a pastor. Great to be with you this morning. It's great to have you here, Matt, and all of our listeners. What a blessing to be able to share this time this morning to glorify our Lord, to give Him thanks and praise, and also to be inspired with uh, inspiring witnesses that we'll hear about this morning. We have a lot of them coming up here, and thanks for spending two hours with us here on Real Presence Live. Father Kazel, as we always do, let's start with a prayer, shall we? Very good. Uh, first, before we have our opening prayer, just for our listeners to know, today we have a double feast, uh, many blessings. We celebrate in the Novus Ordo calendar, St. Barnabas, the Apostle, who worked closely, especially with St. Paul and St. Mark in proclaiming the gospel in the areas of the, the Gentiles. And then also in the Extraordinary Form calendar, we celebrate the great feast of Corpus Christi, the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus. And of course, this Sunday, uh, the whole church will celebrate Corpus Christi as well. So we have a double feast today on Thursday. So let us pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And let us ask our Blessed Mother to give us her intercession and the love of her heart to love our Lord. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful, and kindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, and they shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. Let us pray. O God, who by the light of the Holy Spirit did instruct the hearts of the faithful, grant that by the same Holy Spirit we may be truly wise and ever enjoy his consolations through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. And to adore our Lord in the blessed sacrament all through the world where he is reposed, we pray. O sacrament most holy, O sacrament divine, all praise and all thanksgiving be every moment thine. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Again, you're listening to Real Presence Live. Matt Wilkham, along with Father Randall Kazel, at the Church of St. Michael in Pine Island, Minnesota, in the Archdiocese of St. Paul in Minneapolis. And I'm the communications director for the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, right on the border here, but always happy to come across the border just a few hundred yards away is my home diocese. But I've been always so welcomed by you, Father Kazel, and appreciate it very much. Oh, I enjoy working with you, Matt. Of course, we've known each other for a long time, we going have. back to many years. And of course, I knew uh, your wife uh, for uh, times, too, going back to when we were both parishioners or went to St. Agnes at times. Uh, but it is very good that you're able to be here and we're able to host the show from right here inside the Archdiocese. The church is truly universal. We're connected uh, in faith, and there's really no boundaries in that. Uh, the, but the boundaries are there for, for the sake of uh, convenience and the sake of having order. But the faith is what really gives us our life and our joy. So great to have you here, Matt. Thank you so much. Four minutes past the hour. And again, this is Real Presence Live on a Thursday morning. 
We've got some great guests here coming up uh, in our own diocese of Winona, Rochester, my own diocese. Uh, a colleague of mine, Peter Martin, is going to be in studio here. He's going to be talking about the domestic church and the importance of it. That's really been highlighted a lot lately with the uh, inability up until very recently uh, for people to be able to go to Mass. The domestic church has really had to step up, so very, very much looking forward to talking with him. Oh, that'll be exciting because uh, we want to encourage families, especially as churches are opening, especially when churches are opening and we have uh, more opportunities for families to worship our Lord publicly and to receive greater graces. So it's a great blessing to have Peter with us here soon. Absolutely. That'll be coming up at the bottom of the hour. Right now we've got Jim Kenyon, Executive Director for Catholic Social Services in Rapid City on the line. We're going to be talking about a very important topic the critical need for reaching out to those at risk of suicide. Uh, good morning, Jim Kenyon. Welcome to Real Presence Live. Thank you. Good to be here. Yeah. Beautiful day well, in Rapid City, South Dakota. It is. A beautiful day here in Minnesota as well, as uh, the RPR network connects us across the upper Midwest. And uh, first of all, Jim, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. I'm the Executive Director of Catholic Social Services. Um, have been here for about 28 years. I'm a master's in counseling, um, spent three years in the seminary, so I have a philosophy major and a theology minor, and um, just love the, love um, the opportunity to do what I do in the context of church life. So um, it's just a great grace. Yeah, thank you, Jim. Father Kazel here. Uh, great to have you with us uh, on Real Presence Radio this morning. And as we know, and our listeners know, we've had a, a time of great duress dealing with the coronavirus and even more recently with the societal unrest surrounding uh, the death of George Floyd and uh, violence in, in our society and uh, forms of racism as well that are striving to be addressed. And people are feeling this mentally and emotionally. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about what you're seeing, how people have been affected by these stressors and, and, uh, and any strategies that you found to be helpful? Yeah, a variety of things. I mean, first thing I would just say is it has been a very challenging year. And um, we all had to move and pivot and just do uh, telehealth services and work with families. And for a while, we lost a number of, uh, of um, people who generally come to us seeking mental health services because they just either weren't able or weren't comfortable moving to telehealth. Most people did that sort of seamlessly, but some folks really struggled with that. And since we've started to reopen here in Rapid City, we're just seeing a flood of families coming in in crisis, um, a large number of them. I think we... Since the first of the year, we took on 19 new cases just um, since since June 1st. The amount of anxiety and depression, substance abuse, um, marital conflict, parents struggling um, mightily with with retaining their family and keeping families intact, and particularly families that had some vulnerability. And so, in, and then to compound on top of that, some of our racial divisions and divides, um, civil unrest in our local communities has created just a tremendous amount of stress, anxiety, and, and, and depression. Um, and, and really the challenge is with COVID-19, you know, generally the way that disease comes is it, is it tends to look for large population gatherings, and it exploits our communal nature. The tendency for us to come together when we're in fear or anxiety or stress to return to our natural support system um, has really been averted because, on the other hand, we're trying to deal with the pandemic here. Hmm. But that isolation and that immobility, which we promote for COVID, 
is the opposite of what we need to try and do for people with addiction, depression, and anxiety. And so they really cross with each other. And they, they really are two diseases that hunt in a very different way. And so by caring for one and creating that space and distance, pulling us back from our church and our usual participation in family events, um, really compounds the anxiety and depression, as well as the substance abuse. So we are, uh, it, it is a very, very interesting time to be in the mental health field. Absolutely. Uh, we're speaking with Jim Kenyon this morning from Catholic Social Services in Rapid City, Real Presence Live. And Jim, I know a lot of people, including myself, would just like to think that everything will go back to the way it was before automatically and as things begin now to open up more. And that's not necessarily the case. It's going to take a long time, and it's going to take some real effort on our parts. Why is it important for us to reach out to people, not just to wait for them to come to us, but to actively reach out to those in our own parishes who may be at risk of suicide? Yeah, I, I just don't know how to say this any, any, any more emphatically. You have got the exact solution. Our local parishes need to become dynamic. They need to become dynamic and outreach to families who have vulnerabilities. This is an opportunity for us to not only not only live our gospel, and to, for those of us who are healthy enough, not to cower and hide, um, but you know to take reasonable precautions, to do what we can do um, through technology, to make sure that we're actively identifying where are those populations at risk, and how can we reconnect them back to the, to, to our parish families and to our families generally. So elderly parents, while we can't go visit them because they're in nursing homes, are we making a point to make those regular calls and contacts? Are we looking at the neighbor down the street who we know has some health issues, maybe a heart issue or or or, or respiratory issue? You know, as parishes, are we identifying those folks and literally identifying some of our volunteers who used to be doing religious education and asking them to make weekly contact to find out how those folks are, to connect, connect them back to the parish family to make sure that they that they have uh, the web link to connect with to communicate you know we're we're concerned about you can we help drop off some masks and we provide you know uh, someone to pick up groceries that's just an essential opportunity um, for us to be active and to realize why our faith is a deposit so it's a, it's a body of knowledge it really that only drives us to love and to serve and if we're not doing that we're going to fail to evangelize and we're going to fail to really build the, the community of faith in the way that it was intended to be. Well, thank you, Jim. That Those are inspiring, uh, encouraging words that you're you're speaking of today. Today, Saint St. Barnabas means son of encouragement. Uh, and I appreciate how you're tying the practical action to our faith. And we want to benefit, go out of ourselves to benefit the, the needs and the health of those at risk of suicide and at risk of uh, experiencing grave uh, depression. Uh, but you touched on, by as an expression of faith, and the benefit it also provides for one uh, who will go out and consciously do these works. Can you go a little more deeply into that facet of if someone's thinking, well, I haven't so much been thinking of helping other people or thinking of how to go out, uh, what sort of ideas can they think about to provide the, the rational foundation rooted in faith that would lead to, say, a more deliberate and conscientious, concrete acting out of themselves toward others. You know, it, it just you, you just bring up just such such great things for us to, to really take time to reflect on, and particularly those of us that are lay people. 
And so often we think about our service as in what we do for our church and our parish, and well, that's vital. I mean, I went to Mass this morning, and certainly it's inspiring to hear St. Barnabas and St. Paul be sent out, to be sent out. Now, these, these, are, these are bishops and priests that are being called to go out in, in pilgrimage into the world and to bring the light of the gospel, you know, and, and they had a certain role and a way to do that. But as lay folks, our primary way to do that is to bring the heart of the gospel into the heart of our community. To be a visible sign of Christ's love for the Church. You know, today, in our, in our incredible readings, we heard that this is the first time we ever were called Christian, meaning acting like Christ. And when we see the love and the mercy that he extends to the people on the margins, the people with vulnerabilities, the people who are sometimes overlooked or forgotten, you know, that's the beauty. I love my job. I, always, I say this to our bishops whenever they're here. I would say, you know, I, I really pity you because I have the best job in the world. <laughs> I've been able to allocate $70,000 worth of financial assistance to families in crisis right here in western South Dakota. Hmm. Wow. To be able to help people meet bills, pay their utilities, be able to have groceries, that kind of thing. You know what he gets? He gets all the administrative headaches. <laughs> and, all the, and all the people complaining. And, and not that we don't see people with needs, and that sometimes that isn't, but you know, the dynamic life of the church, the generosity of people in Western South Dakota give me $150,000 to say, go care for the poor at our midst. Mm. That's incredible. That's an incredible witness of their faith and the love which they've received from Christ that they want to extend to their neighbors in the midst of this pandemic, in the midst of these riots. They want to communicate love. And love conquers all, including our fears. Yes. Um, so I have the best job on the planet. And, you know, and, and so grateful for the many Catholic, the support that I receive from my Catholic community. It inspires me. If I don't end up to be a Catholic by the time I'm done here or a Christian, I would have to be deaf, dumb, and blind. Yeah, it's great work. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a great grace to be able to work for the Church and to do it in the capacity that you are. And as a communications director for a diocese, I could just, Jim, can you, I can confirm everything you just said about the church itself and about what bishops have to deal with. But you have a great, uh, a great deal of uh, good that you're doing there in Rapid City uh, as director of Catholic Social Services, making an impact, being a, a community builder. We're going to talk a little bit more on the other side about this topic of reaching out to those at risk of suicide with Jim Kenyon. I'm Matt Wilkham, along with Father Randall Kazel. More on Real Presence Radio, Real Presence Live, next. Don't miss it. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Honor your Father by word and deed, that a blessing from Him may come upon you. Sirach 3.8 Our priests guide us on the right path and teach us about our Catholic faith. At Real Presence Radio, we'd like to honor them for helping to deepen our relationship with Jesus. Each week on Real Presence Live, we honor our fathers with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. You can nominate your priest to receive special recognition by going to yourcatholicradiostation.com. And thank you to all our priests for your service to the Holy Catholic Church. If there is a merciful God, how can he allow such suffering? I'm Father Chris Alar. 
God took his greatest risk in giving you his greatest gift, free will. He risks that you may choose not to love him and to hurt your neighbor. But even then, God wants to bring a greater good out of evil. There is no worse evil than a creature nailing his creator to a tree. Yet God brought a greater good from it, your redemption. God doesn't want you to suffer, but he allows it. Why? Because your suffering can also be redemptive when you share in the cross of Christ. It is not easy, but when you learn how, it changes everything. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. Hello, my name is Mitchell Lahneman. I'm a junior at Mount Marty College, and I'm originally from Adrian, Minnesota. I chose Mount Marty because when I first visited Mount Marty College my freshman year, I could feel the sense of community and the relationships I built with the professors I met and the coaches I met the very first time on campus was really impactful to me. Mount Marty offers lots of opportunities such as leadership positions and different clubs and activities to participate in. Mount Marty College, experience the momentum. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. 17 minutes past the hour. It's Real Presence Live on a Thursday morning from the Church of St. Michael in Pine Island, Minnesota. I'm Matt Wilkham along with Father Randall Kazel. We've been talking with Jim Kenyon, who is Executive Director of Catholic Social Services in Rapid City, about reaching out to suicide, a very important topic, especially as we come out of lockdown, wherever you might be, whatever level of lockdown you may have experienced over the past few weeks, months even. It's an important topic. I know people have been at risk regardless, but it, this period has really put extra stressors on people. And first of all, welcome back, Jim Kenyon, to the show. Yeah, grateful to be here. Thanks for um, this great radio station that helped us um, extend the, the, the gospel of Jesus Christ to the ends of the earth. And just I, as I said to you off air, I don't know how, as a diocese in Rapid City, we operate without you. So grateful for all that Real Presence Radio does. I couldn't have said it any better, Jim. <laughs> it's uh, I, As a volunteer helping out RPR, I feel the same way working for a diocese in Minnesota. I don't know how we could operate without partners like Real Presence Radio coming alongside the church to help tell our story and to tell it accurately in a way that is compelling as well. So thanks for those kind words, Jim Kenyon from Rapid City. And you're the executive director, again, of Catholic Social Services. We're talking about people at risk of suicide. And I know my, my own dad, he's a deacon in western Wisconsin, and he, I know, will come to me every so often with a story that is just heartbreaking of someone, even in his parish, who committed suicide. And it, these stories are just gut-wrenching. They, they tear families apart, or at least put huge stressors on them that you would never imagine. How can you get through this? Uh, but by the, the grace of God... How is Catholic Social Services in Rapid City addressing this issue? 
You know, we do it in a variety of ways. Obviously, trying to improve access to mental health services in rural communities where rates are extraordinarily high has really been our emphasis, and particularly as we've gone through this telehealth crisis. We also have been actively training our parish volunteers in our diocese how to use the PHQ-2, um, which is an instrument. So as, as local parish volunteers are calling families to find out if they need assistance, to make sure that they know how to connect with us, make sure they know how to connect with their parish. They're closing that conversation by asking two questions that come from a PHQ-2. And, and by doing that, they're screening folks for serious depression. When we have families that fail to, or individuals whose scores are, are elevated above a four, we require that they make contact with one of our local counselors who calls that person as long as they have permission to follow up. Um, and to find out how serious that risk is. And probably 10% of our people who have called in looking for economic assistance and those of the parishioners have been calling ha- are identified as having serious depression. Um, that screening process, what, what I would say about it is just exactly like with the coronavirus, we know one of the keys to, to managing this disease is to test, and to test frequently. We have to look at the same issue with regard to suicide. In the Midwest, our suicide rate literally... In South Dakota, they've increased 40% in the past three years. Literally, in my 28 years, we have doubled the suicide rate in, in South Dakota. We've doubled the suicide rate. That's telling us that there's a disease operating called mental illness and substance abuse. It's devastating our communities. And unfortunately, in a very particular way, our young people in western South Dakota and in South Dakota have a far higher rate, more than double the rate nationally. If we aren't beginning to ask questions, identify those people who are in need of service, and opening access to them, this this epidemic of suicide will continue. And and my fear is in South Dakota, probably North Dakota as well, you're probably going to lose more people to suicide over the next year than you probably will to the coronavirus. Hmm. And so we need to be equally concerned and making sure that adequate access to mental health services, just like adequate access to health care, is provided. And as a church, we, we, we play a critical role in that um, because we're pro-life. We're committed. We believe that each person matters. And we're coming up on Corpus Christi, which is the body of Christ. And when, when I think about that, as we approach that, I always use, as whenever I do this training in our parishes, suicide prevention, I always pull up the Pieta. They think it's a clear image of what suicide must look like. Here's, here's Mary in her arms as her crucified son. And she's sitting and wondering, how could this have happened? And that's the face of those devastated families that your, that your deacon father is speaking of. It's incomprehensible. And they sit and they beg for God's mercy, believing that he has the capacity to bring life and love even out of this critical crisis in the law. It is a unique role which we're called to as church to bring hope to the hopeless and life to those who are despairing. Um, so it's it just uh, appreciate all the church does, but know that we can't step back and, and judge any longer um, what happens to souls that make this moment, in this decision of desperation. We need to step forward with the passion, compassion, and the light of the gospel. Well, thank you, Jim, for sharing with us the, these concrete uh, details and some startling, the increase in the rates, uh, also where it's happening in our rural areas and among the young. Uh, that, that certainly touches 
all of us. It touched me listening here because our, our youth are our future. And if our youth don't see a future or lack a sense of purpose, uh, it, it, we, we all need to be seriously concerned, gravely concerned about this. I, if our listeners out in the rural areas and in, in areas where there's people at risk around them, uh, what advice would you give them to have a heartfelt concern uh, to be on the look, to be listeners? Um, what strategies have you been educating people in these various communities? What, what strategies have you been sharing? You know, one that I'm using right now, and I've been doing it, I've done it about eight times, really I do a training on mental illness and the COVID reality. And and we do that by by remote. And I've had people from the Sioux Falls Diocese, from from, from Catholic Charities in, in Oklahoma, volunteers from parish um, Protestant ministries that have sat in on that training. Um, that's up on our website, and it's available. I would also say every diocese should have people trained in, in, in programs like QPR, Question, Refer, and Persuade, effective ways to help us as laity in close proximity to those at risk know what to do, where the resources in their local community are, and, and how to go about asking people that we're doing that appropriate screening and knowing our local resources to help people connect with that. So I'd be happy to do what I, what, what I refer to as mental health and the COVID reality um, and, and would encourage listeners from anywhere to jump online and to schedule to participate in that in that training. It's about an hour and 15 minutes long. And it really is intended for parish volunteers and parish staff um, to know how to be helpful. So that would be one thing. But as well, I would say every diocese needs a champion on this issue. Again, um, we're whether listening. it be Catholic Charities, Catholic Family Services, a local pastor, um, we just really need to take, take up this cause. And again, we're listening to Jim Kenyon, the Executive Director of Catholic Social, Social Services from the Diocese of Rapid City. And again, he's referring back to their website. If any of our listeners are interested in strategies or to hear Jim's presentation on how local communities can develop a strategy uh, to reach those who are at risk of suicide. Uh, thank you for those things, Jim. Those are excellent ideas. Any any other suggestions that you would give for our listeners in, in rural areas uh, that they might be able to take to their hearts? You know, um, it, obviously pray. You know, asking for God's mercy and to have confidence in the gospel. The gospel of life, as, as Pope John Paul would call it. Um, you know, there are a lot of good things, and I can teach you a lot of good techniques. But the love of Christ and his love for me and his affirm, affirms my basic dignity and my value. And our understanding that God has chosen us all out of eternity, reached beyond eternity and brought us into this world at this time, at this place, means that each of us are intentionally brought here to accomplish some work, be it big or small. So to have confidence and to believe that God has a calling for you and that it is something beyond death um, is one of the foundational things. So our faith has an incredible dynamic to help in this regard. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, absolutely. Uh, Jim Kenyon, we've been speaking with from the Catholic Social Services in Rapid City. And Jim, we just about a minute left here before we have to let you go. But let's make a quick plug for your website, cssrapidcity.com. What services will people find when they go to visit cssrapidcity.com? You know, obviously, our telehealth services, which are really restricted to, West, to South Dakota, where we can provide those services. 
um, as well as the economic assistance for the COVID reality. You'll see upcoming list, uh, upcoming events that are listed there, Resilient Parenting, Pandemic Parenting, uh, Mental Health First Aid, Marriage Matters, which I'm going to start in July, um, trying to strengthen those marriages using our understanding of the dynamic of, of faith. Um, and, and certainly people beyond the diocese could certainly participate in that as well. Um, but, but more than anything, look for your Catholic charities. Um, help support them. Um, they do vital work. Um, and, 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 and the great partnership with our local churches makes that possible. Absolutely. Catholic Social Services of Rapid City. CSSRapidCity.com is the website. Jim Kenyon, thanks so much for joining us, talking about this very important issue of preventing suicide, reaching out to those who might be at risk. And uh, thanks for the kind words again about the Real Presence Radio Network. We deeply appreciate it. Absolutely. And and you guys have a great day, and, and God bless you. Thank you, Jim. God bless you, too. Up next, building the, the domestic church in your home. What does that mean, and how can you do this? Stay tuned to find out. I'm Matt Wilkham, along with Father Randall Kazel. More of Real Presence Live next. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 